from the booth at Pops, it's the Riverdale Review! Hello everybody and thanks for listening to the Comics Pals special review episode. I'm Kale, uh, I'm here with uh, Pals, Pete and Marco. <laughs> Were we supposed to say our names? No, I forgot. I'm not sure how I, this show goes. I forgot, I forgot. You forgot our names? So we're starting great. <laughs> uh, folks, the long wait is finally over. Our fans have been uh, clamoring for this. The same way they were clamoring for the show, really. Um, I can't believe uh, the time has finally come. We're reviewing the first season of Riverdale. American classic Riverdale. Um, I would like to, uh, I would like to point out how ridiculed I was, uh, when I started watching. <laughs> um, we were more ridiculing you because you wouldn't admit that you were a fan of it. You were like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even like Riverdale. I'm just reading reviews of all the episodes as they come out. Not even into it. I hate it. <laughs> Here you are hosting a fan show about it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's trash. So I'll say that. I don't mind saying that. It's a trashy show. Trash that you love. But I'm into it. I, I if it's if it's trash, I'm a raccoon, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh let's uh let's talk about our general impressions. Uh you guys wanna start? Sure. Um I mean I, I was a big fan of the show. Like I went into it with I didn't really know what to expect, you know, because I had heard a lot of good things, but I've also, you know, at that point, I don't think you had felt secure enough to admit that you had genuine affection for the show and that it wasn't like that you were hate watching it. To be fair, I was uh, also very influenced uh, by Jess and she was it was and is not a fan. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure, because, like, it's hard to watch something that is, like, trashy like that when you like it and someone else is, like, shitting all over it. And it's, like, yeah. I mean, like, you're not wrong, but, like, shut up. I'm, I like it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, w- once she left and I got through the first arc, that was when I was, like, okay, yeah, I'm in. But so, like, for me, I, uh, I think it was, like, probably 11, 12 o'clock at night one night. I had nothing to do. And I was like, just looking for something to do before bed, right? Um, it was a Friday night before, uh, we were gonna wake up and do the comics files the next morning. And, um, I was like, all right, I'll watch the first episode of Riverdale. I've been talking about doing it for a while. My girlfriend had just watched the whole first season and was like raving about it. So I watched the first episode and I was like hooked immediately. I was like, oh man, I'm like, I'm so into this. Like, I love this aesthetic. I'm into this mystery. And then, Next thing I knew, it was four in the morning, and I had watched the first seven episodes. Um, so I got through the rest of them in the next day. So I was definitely a fan. Um, it definitely is, like you said, like it's it's quality schlock. But like you know, it, it's very like there's a lot of fan servicey stuff. Like it's very like you know, kind of it knows what it is, but it does such a good job. And like I love it. Like I think it's an authentically good show. Um, I like the cast quite a bit. And uh, I think it definitely it does a good job of making a good use of the Archie IP without being like slavish to it or like worrying too much about doing something new or pushing the characters in like a different direction, which I think is is a good look for it. You know, Pete's impression of the show is like a 2004 Billy Joe Armstrong. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to make like a reference. You know how they reference random things in the show oh. sometimes, oh. like outside sources. Like Veronica's show tunes reference. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think my favorite thing like that was um, that that moment where she's like she's asking uh, Veronica is asking Betty how she feels about the whole thing with her and Archie, and she's like at the risk of us failing the Bechdel test. Like, yeah. are you, yeah. I was like, that's such a great, like, that's such but, a deep reference. But at the same time, it was her, it was specifically her references that made me go, oh, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> we are old, dude. Like, that's what I like about the show, though, too. Like, I was, I made, I made the joke several times. Um, and I said it off mic before and I like made Marco skin crawl, but like, this is like my like guilty pleasure Japanese, like high school anime, you know, of just being like, no, you're old and like, don't you want to reminisce about this time when things were simple and all you had to worry about was which girl are you going to go to pops with? And you know, how did your friend get murdered? (laughs) (laughs) Simple things, the simple days. (laughs) Marco, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I went in with expectations and i mean i, I kind of went in with a uh, sort of a negative view just because i i had a newfound love of like the comics i was re- i got really big into them and i was like oh like a riverdale show is coming out but then when they sort of made it um they took that sort of dark turn i was kind of uh, like wishy-washy on it so i didn't know necessarily how i was going to react to the show because of the direction that they weren't taking it which is the direction that the comics were um, like, but then like, I saw it like was, the original comics. You're saying, like the original, or even like the remake. Yeah, because you you, you got Mark into Wade the uh, the new Riverdale stuff, right? The Mark Wade Fiona Staples relaunch. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that new Archie book. Yeah, like I, I got I got into like really hard. Like I I I loved it. I'm like I need to get into it now because I'm like jonesing for more Riverdale, and it's so much so long so far away at this point. Mm, it's not going to be like it no. at, at all. Like, no. like I'm okay with that. I think I just like want to spend more time with those characters, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. And and that's why I wanted like I wanted to watch the show because I wanted to spend more time with the characters. But then when I saw that it was going to be a murder mystery and there was going to be this whole love affair, I was sort of taken aback because it wasn't it wasn't my Archie. I was gonna say, you if know, Phil that was here. That helped. Me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my Archie, uh, but. I knew it was being handled by um, was, uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, yeah, and so yeah. I know he he's the guy behind Sabrina, which I love. He's the guy behind Afterlife with Archie, I love. So I was willing to give it that chance. And then I think um, it also had some of the producers from the other like CW like comic shows, like the uh, Ar- yeah. like Arrowverse and stuff. Greg Greg Berlani, yeah, yeah. was involved. On some yeah. level, yeah. Which is like whether you're a fan of those shows or not, like obviously they're successful and they they picked a good cast and yeah. you know built a show that was well structured and everything. So I mean, it had some big names attached to it, you know. So yeah. I, I was willing to put my faith in those into those names. And overall, I thought the show was um, it was kind of trashy. Like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily sus like substance. It was very, to me at least, it was very like sort of superficial. Um, but I don't know. I, I, got, I, I got through it. It, it. it The murder mystery hooked me enough that I wanted to come back. Um, and the characters, more than anything, them interacting made me want to come back to the, to the show. So I'll give it that. Yeah, I mean, like, to me, like, I think if you really look at the Archie IP, like, there isn't 
really that much substance to it because like that's not what it's about like it is kind of like and again like i haven't read anything up from it so like i'm basing it based on my outsider's opinion i guess Mm -hmm. but it's like it seems to be a book that is about like relationships you know and just like kind of like small town interactions and stuff like that and i feel like it does do a good job of that you know yeah it it does a good job of that but it takes it into like this seriousness that i feel sort of it's constantly lingering yeah, yeah. And, I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and and you especially see that in scenes with Archie specifically, mm-hmm. and and we'll get into to spoilers a little bit later uh, as we get into the broader discussion. But yeah, Archie has this like it's almost like he's got like a like a opaque like uh, force field around him where he's just almost wholly blind to the things that are going on. Yeah, uh, in the town. Well, in the beginning, anyway. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah. So, um, I yeah, like I said, I, I enjoyed the show, especially after the first arc. Uh, once we got through the, the Grundy arc, I was okay. Um, but for me, that was the hardest thing to push through. And I, I, I know that's a thing that uh, Jess just couldn't handle. Um, cause it was just so, uh, so much. It was very salacious. Um, but I, I honestly, like, I was kind of into it because I thought it was cool. I thought it was like a cool, um, kind of subversion, you know, of like, I feel like for a show like this, you know, where there is going to be some like kind of, like we said, like trashy fan service-y kind of moments. Like I thought it was cool that the choice was to like, okay, like let's have this kind of like salacious romance but like the like archie was the one who was really kind of like the object of like desire and affection not like the hot teacher or whatever you know who like led and like she was like obviously like like, attract- like, like cw attractive but right yeah of course of course um but yeah i thought like it made me uncomfortable and everything but like it also definitely like made me more interested too i was like oh wow like where is this like this is gonna this is obviously going to have some implications that are going to be worth exploring, you know? Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, have you guys seen Twin Peaks? No, I've heard a lot of people make comparisons between this and Twin Peaks. <laughs> I just started, and I'm enjoying it. Okay. Uh, so my question is, does it live up to the Twin Peaks comparison? I think it does. Um, it's... It's got this, the town of Riverdale has this weird charm about it, but there's also like these obvious, like dark things that happen there, you know? It has this, it has this fairy tale charm, small town, you know, America, whatever, but then it's obvious, like, once you go inside Riverdale, you see sort of like the, the actual small town America. Yeah. You know, the kind of rotting and, foundation. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing that really sold this comparison for me is, uh, <laughs> it's a quote from, uh, Betty's dad. He's telling her about, um, the, 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 the maple syrup Im- empire that, uh, both the blossoms, uh, and the Coopers have, uh, been sort of at war over. Um, and they, um, 
So he says, uh, Grandpa Cooper was murdered over our maple syrup empire. And that, to me, that was just the quote that was just like, this is so murder Archie Twin Peaks for me that it's just like that comparison holds up. Like, like if it had been in, uh, I, I can imagine had it been in Twin Peaks, it would have been like this really just take, taking justice seriously, but it would have been maybe like a surreal cutaway or some weird yeah. like thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see that from, from what I've it's seen got- of the show. Uh, I can definitely see the comparison of there's like an ugliness lying underneath. Uh, I haven't gotten deep enough into it where I can really speak to much like to anything else, but I, I can see that comparison. Um, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So who, uh, who are your favorite characters? Veronica. Yeah. I love Veronica too. Um, I mean, I like, I like both of the leading ladies. Yeah. I think yeah. they're, they're easily the two most compelling characters. I think. Um, but also I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jughead as well. I think, yeah, for me, Jughead is number one. I, for me, he was the, he was legit, like my relatable point of the show because basically everything that happened, like, especially to him and in his character arc felt like he was basically just reacting to everything and it was all just happening at him. I really liked him as a narrator too. I thought that that was um, something that originally I was kind of like a little bit iffy about because I was like, yeah. "Ooh, are we, we're gonna have like narration in every episode." But it was like it, it was used. I thought in, I like that it was like only at the beginning and the end of every episode, you know, or yeah. like every once in a while, sometimes very, in the middle, very, very, very sparsely in the middle. Yeah, yeah. it was something I thought could have really easily been overused, and like that's like a really lazy like plot device or not plot device, but you know what I mean? Like a, a lazy way to like move plot forward, you know, is to like just shoehorn narration with voiceover. And I liked that it was, I thought it was used very tastefully. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I like that. I like that somehow he didn't quite fit in, but he did at the same time. Yeah, like, there's that moment he has with Betty where he's, like, like you know, going through this whole thing of, like, yeah, like, this. I just feel like this whole town is trying to tell me that I don't fit in and that I should just leave, so maybe I should just should go. But it, she's like, well, no, like, this is your home, too, you know? And, like, she has that whole speech about how, like, like Jughead and his father and, like, you know, like, the crappy side of town and all that stuff is, like, just as much a part of this town as, like, anything else is. And it's that, like, desire to push it all away and ignore the reality of like you said, like that ugliness underneath that's like driving this town apart, you know? And that summer, the comics pals grew to know that they hated, I, I, I can't do a, a jugged thing. I want to, I want to do a jugged thing where he gets like really pensive <laughs> and just like dark. And I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it. That the narration, is a thing. That is a thing. Like the narration, okay, yeah, yeah. like his, the, the narration I can see as, as a tool was helpful uh, just to get like the ball rolling in for some things, just like just introduce you. But the content of it was really pretentious and like would, I feel like Jughead would like name drop artists and, uh, and writers and be like, Oh, I'm I'm cultured and better. Yeah, than but dude, would. like he's a 17 year old kid writing like his murder novel. You know, like I felt like it felt like appropriate. 
All right. I mean, like it, it was kind of cheesy. It it was it it was it was kind of cheesy, and uh, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't Riverdale's so into own Holden Caulfield, man. Uh, <laughs> I have to say though, like one of my favorite lines in the entire show is one of those Jughead uh, things. Is at that end of that one episode where Archie and Jughead like become friends again, and they go to the they go to Pops. And like they're in the booth, and he's like, "Oh, to any outsider, it would look like there were four people in this booth, but really, it was like just like the luckiest guy in the world." And like, I was just like, "Oh, it's so good!" Like, it was so it was such a like perfect encapsulation of that moment. I was like, "This is so like on the nose and cheesy," but like that's part of the charm of this show for me, you know? It's a yeah. It's the it's the very Archie line in this dark backdrop. Yeah. Yeah, and that, like, juxtaposition of those two things, you know, of yeah. the reality of that, like, there is this dark underbelly, but then, like, there is so much, like, small-town Americana that, like, is nice about Riverdale, you know, as a place. How uh, how did you feel about the Blossoms? They're creepy. Uh, they're creepy enough. I, I, they're so creepy. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that, that they... It reminded me of the uh, the afterlife with Archie stuff, where there was like this incestuous relationship, mm-hmm. um, and between between the blossoms, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Just... and like the way in, in afterlife, yeah, in afterlife. Yeah. I mean, it, it's alluded to here, even uh, absolutely. I, like, yeah, you, you know, uh, yeah, Betty, Betty, and Veronica bring it up uh, a couple times in the show, and it, it's sort of even Cheryl sort of brings it up. Um, I mean, like Veronica, like. <laughs> like calls her out on it and she yeah. just like not deny it at all right yeah yeah, yeah. like i love <laughs> i love afterwards when she's just like i don't know if like <laughs> i don't know if every, anyone will be able to get over me like <laughs> accusing her of twin cest <laughs> um but yeah I, I think they it was a it was sort of a good catalyst for the story and i think that them at playing the character or at least cheryl she's the one we really see playing the character as like a uh this really alone the child who's who's alone even though she has uh everything everything she has in the world she's still by herself you know uh right she yeah her parents uh her mom's frustrated her and like doesn't seem to to really like her her father doesn't really respect her the only person that she was actually in love with died and she's just getting by by making herself appear it's it's all it's all like a like a, a facade it's an appearance it's just none, yeah, n- none right. of it is real the illusion of power and control right and i i i liked i liked that i liked her as a as a character yeah yeah i uh I I wholly agree. Um, she she has this unhinged sort of queen bee mentality that that it it adds like a level of also of like mafia, you know, like a mafioso sort of situation mm-hmm. um, into the high school too. And she's still like the uh, she still manages to act as like the naggy and sort of mean schoolgirl. Yeah. You know, so she, 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 she plays both parts pretty well. Yeah. It's good that she's able to be an antagonist to the characters that are like, clearly the ones we're supposed to be identifying and rooting for, but that she also comes off as sympathetic because like, she really is like 
when you like especially i don't know thinking about it like objectively right it's like like you said like she's like a child who's like basically alone in the world you know like and like she's still in this morning and she doesn't have any support Mm-hmm. from her family mm-hmm. you know especially because like obviously her family killed her brother so like what? they're not they're oh, not spoilers. feeling spoilers okay, sorry we're there. We're Oops, the, we're there. Where's the spoilers <laughs> unconfirmed i'm sorry if you're 23 minutes into our archer review i hope you've watched riverdale or er, <laughs> i was gonna say before we move on from characters that we liked i wanted to bring uh just special attention to um Probably my favorite supporting character who I thought didn't get enough screen time, which was Kevin Keller. Really? See, okay. I, and it sounds like you might feel the same way, Marco. I don't know how to feel about Kevin. At first, he felt very stereotypic. Yeah. Stereotyped. Yeah. So. And then, like, it, it felt like he grew out of it, but at the same time, he. It didn't feel like he did. So here's my thing, right? Like, he definitely has stereotypical, like, gay best friend, like, attributes or whatever. But, like, the reality of the situation is, like, there are gay men who are like that. And, like, he's portrayed sort of like that in the books. And, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having... Like, he wasn't, like, a caricature. You know, he wasn't, like, the leader of the theater group. And he wasn't all like, hello! You know, it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, him being a little bit, like, you know, gay best friend, because, like, I I have two gay friends who are like that, you know, and it's like, that's just their personality, and, like, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And, well, and and like I said, like, he he does grow as a character from that, Mm -hmm. too, so. And I think they, they do a good job of, like, I think kind of like normalizing it because I think they really could have had an easy, like there could have been an easy conflict with his macho sheriff father, like not yes, accepting his gay yes. son. And they just totally sidestep that. Mm-hmm, right. Know, like yeah. he's like, yeah, that was I cool. thought that was such an effective moment where he's like, Oh, can I borrow the car? He's like, is it for a date? And he's like, I'm taking Veronica. And he's like, isn't there a nice gay kid at your school? Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, dad, me. Like, <laughs> I thought that was such a good, like, that's such a good moment. I, I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually really liked Kevin. I, I would have liked to have more time with him because I thought whenever he was around, like, I thought he was, like, enjoyable, you know? I think he, like, he had a lot of good chemistry with both Betty and Veronica, who are my two favorite characters. And then, um, you know, like, I actually was, like, interested to see where the whole subplot with him and Joaquin were, was going to go. And, like, I'm wondering when that's going to come back into play because I'm sure it will. Uh, who were your least favorite characters? All of the parents that aren't yes. Archie's dad. They're all the worst. Yes. Yeah. The Coopers yeah. are the worst. Yeah, and let's we can get into that because I, I, I feel like that's kind of a, a big theme of this show is basically the sins of the father. Yeah, totally. Uh, every, every kid is paying for something that happened because of ape because of someone's parent down the line like even like ethel's uh dad who oh yeah ethel is mostly completely unrelated to everyone in this show except that you know she uh is kind of a i don't know uh pariah i guess and not in the way that jughead is but she's not not popular kind of a geeky kid she's the barb Uh, of riverdale (laughs) <laughs> in more she's ways the, than one she's the ethel of stranger things yeah um, <laughs> she, um, uh but 
yeah, her, you know, her, her dad was hurt by, uh, uh, Veronica's dad. And, um, yeah. I hated their parents, man. I, I, I can't. And the, the thing for me that really bothered me about it was they just, they didn't feel real to me. They, they, oh, they, see, I totally disagree. Uh, like they were <laughs> if you knew anything about my family then yeah you dis you, you disagree like yeah. i can't i couldn't see it i i i, I had no context must for them. be nice <laughs> yeah it's because you come from a like a well-adjusted family marco your parents love each other and they're still married and stuff <laughs> i don't know dude i've definitely like i have known some mothers like mrs cooper that's crazy you know? to me like, dude, oh my god, yeah. Like, not to, like, get too personal. Like, my my mom was like that, you know? Like, definitely that, like, I don't know, that, like, controlling, like, mean wasp, you know? Like, <laughs> and then uh, I thought Mrs. Um, Lodge, too, was very, like, that mom where it's, like, very close, like, good relationship, good mother, but there's, like, there's those secrets and the, you know, just, like, keeping your children at kind of an arm's length, despite the fact that, like, all the lies are going to catch up to them eventually. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're supposed to be like BFFs with your, uh, with your kid. And I was adding to that. That's uh, (laughs) where that was was Veronica and Veronica and Hermione were supposed to be like, you know, BFFs. And then it just kind of, the rift grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I thought FP too, like, I've known many uh, a dad like him in my day where it's like, yeah, like you might love your kid, but you're not a good parent for them just because like your life is kind of a mess. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yeah. uh, Luke Perry was by far uh, the best parent in the show. Um, Yeah. Like like, of all of the, the parents, I was just like, he's just like, you know what? Dude, I just want to live in my house. I want to get my kid through school, hopefully out of this town. Yeah. Let's just truck through. Like, come on. Oh, like, literally the one time that he's not an understanding parent, like, he, like, basically, like, makes, he's like, oh, you know what? Like, you're right. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't really being supportive enough of your music and shit. Like, I'm going to try to take an interest in, like, okay, like, you know, it's just like, Man, like, can any of these other parents get their shit together? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Andrews, only good dad in all of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Agreed, 100%. He was, my, he was my favorite, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, when it, yeah, for me, whenever he was on the screen, for me, it was like, it was almost like a breather. It was just yeah. like, okay, nothing bad's gonna happen here. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It was, it's like, so like classic sitcom dad, too, because it's always just like, comes into the kitchen and his dad's right there. He's like, what's going on, sport? <laughs> it's just like, you need some, you need some fatherly advice from the only person who has their shit together in this town. <laughs> you can tell I'm hip and cool. I'm wearing Henley's Anna flannel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his whole uh, subplot with Veronica's uh, mom, with Hermione, was really interesting as well. You know, like, Mm -hmm. he was one of the only, you know, I don't know, his whole thing of just, like, they're, like, kind of, like, budding romance, and then him, like, getting wrapped up in this whole, like, you know, crime thing that he didn't want to be a part of, and now he's trying to, like, force his hand here a little bit, and, like, you know, obviously that led to some things that we'll talk about, I guess, in the finale, yeah. Right, or do we want to yeah, just yeah, go? Yeah. Okay, no, right, we'll hold get off there. on we'll that. Get there. All right. So, yeah, man, I I thought um he actually had like 
an interesting arc in and of itself, aside from the fact that, you know, his relationship with his son and Jughead to some degree was, uh, like a much needed, like, anchor for the show, you know, to not feel like nothing but just emotional bombardment of just bad, you know? Speaking of which, actually, uh, another thing that reminded me of that was I was so, I shipped Betty and Jughead so hard. I felt the same way about their relationship. We'll get there. All right. Cool. <laughs> got a whole section of that, too. Oh, we got uh, a whole section about relationships? Cause... About ships. You know we do. All right, baby. All right, good. Uh, my number one least favorite character was Archie. He's very passive. Yeah. He's not there. Uh, it just, like, he just so, he felt so hollow and unconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. like, he was, it felt like he, he made his problems everyone else's. And it was just like, oh, yeah, Archie, you go, you and Veronica can, can go uh, study up and practice for the talent show. Jughead and I will go investigate this murder. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, totally, 100%. Yeah, I get that. I agree. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I was as hard on him as you guys, but, like, I don't I don't disagree with that reading. Like, I, I wouldn't say he's my least favorite character, um, just because, like, there are so many characters that, I, like, I hate. But that's good writing, right? I hate them because sure. they're unlikable and they're supposed to be. But I, I agree with Marco's statement that, like, he, he did seem very passive for most of the story. You know, that, like, he was kind of this, like, woe is me kind of character a little bit. And it was... And, but, but for, like, all your whiny high school reasons. Right, yeah. And I think what's cool about that, though, is I think he kind of gets called out on that by several people in the show so it wasn't like the show tried to paint him as like uh like yeah i guess he's our point of view character or whatever but like i don't even feel like the show tries to like sell him to us too much you know what i mean because like as much as i do think um i think that's true right that like he is this kind of passive character like uh What's her name from the the Pussycats? Um, Veronica? Josie? No, not Veronica. No. I, just, I always call her that, which is so it's stupid. Not, it's not Josie, but it's Valerie? Valerie. Valerie, yeah. Valerie, yeah. Um, like, Valerie breaks up with him for being selfish and self-involved, you know? And, like, Jughead and him are, like, on the outs, and, like, he calls him out on, like, you know, basically being, self, being self-involved, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of blowing people off. And, like, even his dad, right? Like, oh, this is the first honest conversation we've had in a long time because, like, you're just so wrapped up in all this other shit you have going on. And, like, I think we kind of do see, like, a shift in his behavior by the end of this series and that he is a lot more focused on what's going on with his friends. And, like, he had an out to go live with his mom and get away from everything, but he knows he needs to stay here and, like, stand by his friends, you know? Mm. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For me, like, 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 it wasn't, that I hated Archie. It was that is that he didn't have like a redeeming moment for me until he, you know, was breaking his hands trying to get Cheryl out of the ice. Like yeah, it just okay. didn't. He did nothing for me. You know, until that. I like. I get that. You know, um, but I honestly think like I think that's to the show's benefit. Because it lets all the other characters that in another show would be Archie's best friend, Archie's two love interests. It's true, yeah. He that, gets out uh, of their way. 
That's a good point. Yeah, because we we know everything there is to know about Archie, and it's the it's the sub characters that really make the show. And I think it's telling that they called the show Riverdale and not Archie. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it doesn't yeah. feel like it's about Archie, whether or not he's our POV character. Like Jughead's the narrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? a good point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that was intentional so that way they can get away from the fact that, like, Archie... Because, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. Like, it's an ensemble. You know, like, I yeah. think all the characters are the main character. Like, any of the, any of these four characters, you know, um, the two, you know, the two female leads and then Archie and Jughead are, like, clearly the four main characters and everyone else is, you know kind of like tied up with yeah i guess cheryl to some degree because she's like kind of the main like antagonist antagonist, but only kind of Mm because like the parents are more the antagonists um but yeah so i don't know i I think it feels a lot more like a show like um and this is kind of a a big comparison but just let me like walk with me it feels more like akin to game of thrones like there are several main characters and it's really about like who are you rooting for and identifying with more so than it is like Archie's the guy we're following. Okay. Mm. I'll give you that. You know? Yeah. Cause like shit, yeah. like he has that whole subplot with um, the teacher in the beginning, but then it's like, he doesn't have like a romance subplot until the very end of the show when he hooks up with Veronica finally, you know? Um, it's like it, there's so, such a big period where the focus is more on on Betty and Jughead and like them solving the mystery and them falling in love and like you know he is kind of like a bit of in the background for the, that those episodes you know. Uh, let's talk about Grundy and that let's uh, let's branch that into into that discussion. So do, do you mean her as a character or like as a plot? Both. Uh, okay. I thought she was so un- let, unnecessary. Let me go for it. I'll start. Gross. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> she was unnecessary as a character and as a plot. I felt she took up two episodes and then we never see her again. And four episodes. Was it four? Yeah. Like she's she's Archie's plot in one through four. Like I, I thought she was just unnecessary. She. She was a subplot that sort of distracted from the murder mystery uh, for Archie. And I don't really think it was, it was also, it wasn't like a great way to introduce um, Archie's like music career. Cause like, oh, you know, it didn't feel organic. It sets up a lot of things though. Like, you know, like we can say it's unnecessary, but like it did, it was a linchpin for a lot of, like you said, it's a linchpin for Archie's music career getting started it connects him to the murder and it also um, gives a reason for him and Betty to not be together in the beginning. So like, I'm kind of with you guys, but it does serve narrative purpose, whether or not it's handled super well. No. And I, I, I agree with you there. I, I don't like it at all. Uh, But I, I, I do see its purpose. Though I do, I, I, I feel like it did color my, um, impression of Archie. Like, I, I think especially immediately after and, and even during, uh, I just, I was just grossed out by Archie and 
you know, and, and and I think part of that was because, you know, we're we're seeing this uh, this relationship through Archie's point of view, and he's head over heels, and it's you know it's one of those things where like, well, you've been a teenager here before, like, yeah. See, actually, again, like I thought that was like, I thought it was pretty cool, honestly. Like I I wasn't like you know into it or anything like in that like salacious like scandalous kind of way, but like you're not hot for teacher. No, but, like, I think it felt realistic, you know? Like, I think, like, Veronica maybe makes the joke, or maybe it's Cheryl, that, like, Archie has mommy issues, and it's, like, he does. Like, his mom abandoned his family, and this older woman who, you know, like, he respected, like, kind of, like, you know, takes advantage of him, and advantage of that emotional vulnerability, and, like, I think, like, it it feels realistic, you know, like, I, I think, like, that aspect of it, like, the psychology behind why Archie would be invested in it and why him as a teenager and the first person he ever slept with and all this stuff would be so, like, no, I love her. Like, we're going to make it work. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, I I thought that was actually, like, it was handled in a way that I felt, that felt fairly mature to me when I think it could have just been played for the sexuality of it. Yeah, it wasn't, oh, yeah, nice, dude. You're banging the teacher. Way to go, man. Yeah, Jughead's Whereas, like, dude, like, you need to go to the police. Like, you're being, a, like, taken yeah, advantage of by an adult. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you, did you buy the, um, her story? I didn't, like, that, like that was my issue with it. Thing. Yeah, her whole backstory and then, like, the way that she just leaves town right away. Like, if she never, ever comes back and that's just the end of it. It was very sloppily handled. Yeah. You know? They, they just dropped the thread of, like, that plot thread. It just... That was it. Yeah. It's like, okay, time to move on. And it's like, okay? Yeah. Like, I just... I I have a really hard time with, uh, with someone as controlling and manipulative as Mrs. Cooper is. I have a really hard time with the fact that she didn't, you know, call the sheriff and, and get the police involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm wondering if that's a plot thread that maybe we're going to come back to at some point. Maybe. maybe. But I really don't know. Like, you know, I think it could really go either way. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, if it was laid for us to come back to it in the future, that's a different story. Like, then maybe, you know, there's a reason that we have all these questions. For sure. But if not, yeah, yeah it was. it's kind of weird. Like, it does feel like it was just kind of, like, established and then dropped pretty quickly. Yeah, it... Like, within just the context of the season and not, you know, projecting for what comes in the future, it really feels like they were trying to set something up and and, and say something with that situation, and then they just dropped it. And they just decided that, I don't know, maybe they heard the, the fan outcry, and then they were just like, okay, let's forget it. See, that I don't think because I, I don't – that's like not how television is produced. You know, by the time people would have seen yeah. the first episode and complained about it, the, they already shot those episodes, you yeah, know? for so sure. So it's not like they could like pull that plane up. So it's like – I don't know, man. I, I It's it's hard to, to really speculate without seeing where the show goes. But um, I don't know. Overall, like I think it could also just as easily be that that was another thing that they wanted to use to drive home the idea that like there are – unwholesome things going on here in Riverdale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think like for me, I think at the, at the end, you know, the end scene, which uh, obviously we'll talk about, uh, Jughead's ending narration is, is something to the effect of, and that's when, you know, the last bit of it, 
bit of innocence that Riverdale had was taken, I kind of feel like that should have been at the front with Ms. Grundy. Like, you don't, you don't walk away from, you know, uh, a scandalous relationship with a, uh, a teacher. Okay. You know? Yeah. Right. I, I think, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I guess like, and maybe that would have been even more on the nose than, you know, murdering Archie's dad, but. Oh, oh, so you can spoil the ending. <laughs> I mean, we're in full spoiler territory. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I do have to say, I think oh, that's, it's tough, but I think that's probably, that's probably worse. Like it has to be because like Archie doesn't see himself as a victim. Yeah. And he probably won't for several years, you know? It added more to what I didn't like about Archie because, I mean, the next, what, two episodes? He was in two or three episodes. He was in a relationship with Val. It was kind of like it. It was kind of. It was never really. Excuse me. It was never really stated. But like the implications were there and it didn't. It just like. It didn't feel right because it it didn't feel like enough time had passed. Mm-hmm. He just sort of jumped jump ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like I, again though, like I feel like that kind of plays into the way that his character was set up for us. You know that like he seems to be like I don't know. Like it's not shortly after his relationship. Like it's right. He's trying to get Val back at the party, and then that's the next time he kisses Veronica is that same night. So, like, right? Or am I fucking up that timeline? Sounds right. I think I'm right. Yeah, sounds um, right. So, I don't know. I Like, you're right, but I think that's more of a, like, character flaw of Archie than it is, like, poor pacing or anything like that. For me, anyway, that was how I took it. You know, is that, like, he seems like he's kind of, like, always looking for love, you know? Uh, so, like, if he's got an open window... He's climbing through it <laughs> and not in, like a gross way, you know, because like I don't think it is like, a, you know, like like a lustful thing. I do think it like it, it stems back from that thing that we said where it's like he does have like mommy issues. And like, I think he is just looking for someone to care about him, you know, and like make him feel good about himself, which is confusing because his dad does that. And, and you know, t- to an extent, his dad is that is that person so i don't i don't buy i don't buy the the mommy issue thing um, well, not, not to again not to take it from personal experience but yeah like that's just real man like it's yeah like you can get it all you want from your dad but at the end of the day you want to hear it from a female influence you know like you want to be it you know your mom be it from the hot girl next door be it the hot girl that just moved in on the other side, be it your hot teacher, be it, the hot, <laughs> you know, be it the hot pussycat. You, you want to, you want to hear it. I like, I think like, that's very, I, like, yeah, I don't mean to like, no, 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 no. Pull rank on you, but like your mom loves you and is in your life, Marco. <laughs> I, yeah. I've got two and I struggle with it. So yeah, I'm going to ask this question and we'll get into the exciting stuff. What was your biggest WTF moment. I want to say, I think the moment I was the most like, oh man, 
was when we got the the reveal that FP had the the football jersey, the Letterman's jacket, and not the jersey, the sure. jacket. Yeah, yeah, that from, they, uh, that, from the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I don't know, like I that that moment was just like it, had, it was like one of those click moments where I was like, oh, like okay, like I see where all this is connected to, you know? Because like I know that we had that by that point we already knew that he had been like kidnapped and taken somewhere and everything and i was like all right so there's like way more to this than we thought you know because like i remember in the beginning thinking that like it was possibility that like the coopers did it you know like and i i wasn't expecting it to go where it ultimately went and like as much as i was and we're going full spoilers right so as much as i was super shocked that it was mr blossom who killed him i like man i said that from the beginning like the only the only variance I would have had is that I would have I would have pegged it on his mom. That's what I was thinking more so that it was Mrs. Blossom. I never thought it was Mr. Blossom. And I yeah, sure maybe he's involved or whatever, but like that it was actually him the one who pulled the trigger was like not a thing that crossed my mind. And I don't know. I think it was just that moment of like really seeing the bigger picture. You know, I remember that just being like a whoa, like Yeah. Make it that moment taking it the to the other side of the map yeah right and being like oh there's a lot more pieces of this puzzle that we just have not gotten yet see i i don't know for me all that stuff was just kind of like oh yeah okay, probably <laughs> <laughs> like like you're telling me there's a a gang a motorcycle gang or whatever that you know sells weed and is you know supposed to be the scourge of the town and nobody used them to commit this murder Really? <laughs> like, so, yeah, like, none of that was surprising to me. I think it was just that it was, like, FP specifically. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been surprised if, like, there was, if they were involved in it, right? But I also thought, like, maybe that's too on the nose. Like, maybe they're just the scapegoat, and it's really one of the, you know, because, like, that would play into the Riverdale narrative of, like, oh, you want to marginalize and blame the the gross, scummy parts of the town, but it's really the good straight-laced people that are the ones behind everything. Yeah, which which is the, the summary of the the uh, the last two episodes. Like, you know, oh, we found, we figured it out. FB's the killer. Well, better, uh, better blame the serpents and ship, uh, ship Jughead off yep. before he like, turns on us. That's a neat little bow on it, right? It's like, no, that's not what fucking happened. You know, like... Or not completely, anyway. Sure, right. Marco, you got one? Um, I'm thinking it's the... Where we realize Polly's pregnant and, like, actually okay. Because mm. up until that point, I had, I really thought it was, like... It, w- it wasn't... He was, like, a really just bad guy. Like, a shitty boyfriend and... Uh, maybe at some point abused her. And so when I saw that, that's where it's sort of like, okay, this is the moment where I realized, okay, no, he probably actually loved her. She's carrying his child, you know, there, somebody's lying and it's not, the, it's not going to be the kids. It's not going to be, it's, it's the parents and it's, it's that. So I, I think that was such a shock. Yeah. I think that was the moment for me where I realized where she's okay. She's not actually in an insane asylum and she's pregnant. Like, all right, that, that's the, that's the point where I was invested in the shot. That was like my turning point. 
Um, so not to like backtrack us too much, but I, I know we already kind of moved off characters we didn't like, but man, did I not like Polly as a character. She was thin. I found her, I, she was thin and I found her to be like really annoying. Like I felt like there was so much like flip flopping and like ultimately she had her reasons and everything, but it was like, I don't know. It was just like, can you just like pick a side and like do what you're going to do already? And it's like. But she was like, oh, I don't trust my parents. But then, like, she rats out Betty later to her mom. So she was grilling me. And it's like, get over it. Like, <laughs> uh, For me, it was the Blossom Cooper incest angle. Uh, I, like, like Marco and I had said, the, you know, the Blossoms, not, I guess not necessarily historically, but especially from Afterlife, uh, we're really kind of led to believe that there's a, a hard like incest angle between like the the brother and sister there come to find out the betty uh the the coopers and the blossoms are actually related yeah. and it was yeah. you know it was a a family split um and you know obviously polly and jason couldn't have known uh so it's never ever alluded to until someone actually says it it's like oh they're related and it's like oh huh yeah yeah, yeah. that was actually yeah, that's a good one too my uh i wrote um my notes for that were let's see uh what blossom cooper incest <laughs> and then and then when uh when the coopers confront the blossoms about it or about whatever it is Whatever it is in episode twelve that they they figure out, uh, Mrs. Blossom says she says we wanted the most pure blossom that we could possibly get, and I went, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, or yeah, she didn't say that like we, that they wanted it, but that they like their their the child couldn't be any more pure blossom, so yeah. it's like good, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, but it was like yeah, I very much had that moment of I get it. <laughs> Like gross, yeah, uh, yeah. That was the biggest one for me. Um, I think uh, it, it, it's just so like it so characterizes the blossoms as like a family. I think honestly, maybe even more than the actual murder <laughs> for me. Like, like yeah, any any old jerk will kill his son for you know drugs, but. <laughs> To be happy about incest. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's get into ships. The most important uh, part of any teen drama. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, give me your number. Th- we'll count. We'll count down the best from three. Okay, so give me your number three ship. Number three. Okay. Um, Archie and Val. That was mine too, Archie and Val. Yeah, yeah, I like them together. I thought they were a cute couple. Mm-hmm. I like Val. Yeah, um, she was. Support- but I get she why she. Dumped, I get why she dumped him. Yeah, yeah, totally. And they they made beautiful music together. Literally, they did. Uh, I think. Oh man, I I can't believe I don't I don't have my notes for this. But I think mine was uh, Archie and Veronica. Really? I think yeah. I think for the sake of this show. I, I like Archie and Veronica a lot. Okay. I like them a lot, too. They're just higher on my list. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think I'll... 
I'll catch you by surprise with my number two. I, I bet you will, because I'm not even sure where you could go. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's definitely my number three. For me, my number two is Archie and Veronica. Yeah, same. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like, I think they just have good chemistry together. Um, I don't know, like, I, from that first moment where, like, they, like, meet and, like, lock eyes and everything, I was kind of like, yeah, I like them together, <laughs> you know? I'm a Veronica guy. Uh, so for me, Marco, yours is the same, right? Same. Archie and Veronica, yeah. mm-hmm. number two. So my number two is Luke Perry, Hermione, uh, what's her name, and uh, Archie's mom. Oh, <laughs> get you some, uh, get you some uh, middle age polyamory going on there. <laughs> it's pretty hot. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. I they they walked into the prom and I went, oh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great all right cool so i think number one is obvious in my mind are we all in the same spot on this we must be right it's better than jughead yeah yeah Yeah. like come on bughead for sure yeah i'm not i'm not a fan of that name (laughs) yes hashtag bughead that's it yes yeah what would you what else would you call it uh jetty i don't know (laughs) hey jetty and the jets it's not cool i mean it's pretty cool yeah, it's not bad. Um, but yeah, I, like, I just saw that their, their romance was just so, like, it was precious. Like, just straight up. Mm-hmm. I was so into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm so nervous about the implications for it in season two. Like, I really hope they don't break up. I'm gonna be heartbroken. Well, and, and, and Murphy, uh, friend of the show, you know, Matt Murphy and Riverdale expert Matt Murphy. <laughs> uh, couldn't couldn't be on this episode, but uh, we will have him in uh, potential later uh, episodes. Um, he what's that kill? Is this going to be a series? Mm, we'll talk about it. We might get a season two. We'll have to see if the CW picks us up. Do we get renewed this fall? Tune we in. We might have to. We might have to murder someone for it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, he he says that um, that there's no way that Betty and Archie aren't going to hook up for season two. Um, yeah, I think like it has to yeah. happen at some point. Yeah. And, like, the, and I the think, thread has been laid. Yeah. And and honestly, that that sucks so hard because <laughs> because I do like Archie and Veronica so much, and I do like uh, Bughead so much. Yeah, like, um, we're at optimum pairing right now. Like, this is yeah. where I want everyone to end up, and they're definitely not, and that sucks. Like, this is the first season are you kidding me right now i know uh, uh but i think that also could lay a thread for um asexual jughead um yeah i don't think so uh, well i mean i don't you know i know cole sprouse doesn't have you know the power over you know his character the way the cw does um but i know that he is very interested in making that happen for his character. Like he wants it to play out that way. I think that would be really unfortunate. Like that would be like, I think that would honestly be like a disservice to people who are asexual because like he's been in a relationship where he was like sexually attracted to someone. So I think like him, like his relationship ending and then him being like, I'm asexual now, like is going to feel very like, reactionary you know like that's not like you're not actually asexual you're just you got broken up with and you're, you're just, being you're just bummed yeah and like, I, I honestly think that would be like super um 
tone deaf. Sure. Yeah. So okay. So you're saying you're saying the reaction to that and making it that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. Um, I think that's really a little insensitive. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I would like to see that, but I would prefer it be a natural evolution. Yeah, they would have had to have done that already. You know, like we've already seen that he is not asexual. You know, how about that feminism episode, the slut, the slut shaming episode? Oh, I like that. It was cool. Yeah, that was good. I feel like that was a really hard, um, a hard line for the uh, the CW to toe. Like they took a like they took a real hard stance on it. Yeah. And, and, like, and rightfully so. Slut yeah. sucks. No, uh, totally. You know. And it was just done in a way that f- didn't feel super preachy to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like that's a, there's a very easy narrative where that becomes that kind of thing, you know? And yeah. it was I think it was just presented in such a way where it's like, if you don't see this as wrong and gross, like, you're fucked up. You know? <laughs> like, So, I, uh, yeah, I, I really thought that was a good episode. Um, and I, I think it was... I don't know. I thought, I thought the way that they played it with Cheryl was really interesting too. You know, because it is like this thing of like, like I like that they didn't um, try to like be like, oh, like Jason wasn't involved because he was so great or whatever. It's like no, this person that everyone was like mourning and loved and whatever and like is putting up on this pedestal. It's like yeah, no, like he was a real person with real demons too, and like I'm glad that they didn't like you know. I don't know. It's like, yeah, like he loved Polly and he, you know, like it was going to run away with her and have this baby and everything. But it's like, yeah, but this is like, this is that culture, right? Like this like, culture he was is there. Real. He was part of it. Yeah. And like, even if he was a good guy, he was doing this gross, scummy fucking thing. So like, maybe he wasn't such a good guy or maybe even good guys are playing into this like patriarchal, gross fucking, you know, like just... I, like the, I'm, I want to say monetization, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Like, um, I guess just objectification of women, right? Like just this commodification, commodification. That's a great word for it. Yeah. Like treating women like prizes or points to be earned, you know? And it's like, yeah, he was fucking doing it too, you know? Cause this is gross fucking behavior that takes place, you know? You know, it, it was episodes like that, that, um, like the episode was great. But it was episodes like that that I didn't like necessarily being inserted into the show because it felt like a, you know, here's the overarching story. Oh, but like side, like sidebar, we also have this issue that we're dealing with. And mm. so let's focus on this for now. And those episodes were the kind of episodes that felt like Archie and his pals or doing something and then all of a sudden it just cuts back into the main story and there's also there's murder. a murder going on right and uh i i appreciate those episodes where that happened where because it, it showed very genuine characterization um like the episode where uh uh fred he needed people to work at the um at the the quarry the site the site yeah and uh, Archie and his friends come over. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is a moment where we reckon, like, we see their characters. Each of these people, this is how they react to these situations. This is how they are. Um, but remember, there's also still the murder. And see, that actually though was a good use of it though, because it was like a very natural thing of like the reason that um, that Archie's dad doesn't have workers is because of the ongoing like overarching plot. 
you know, and then they're here to deal with that. And that plays into the main plot, but it is this like nice character moment. And then the reason it falls out is because of the main plot, you know, and that like, oh, well, doesn't matter if you bring in new workers, we're going to force them out. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I, I definitely think you're right. Cause like that whole, like that whole slut shaming episode and everything like doesn't play into the overarching narrative, except for it's like loose connection to Polly. And even that is like tenuous at best. Yeah, like, well, yeah, and and it's it's sort of um, showcases Betty's uh, mental issues. Yeah, well. which those I thought were like that was a really weird development. It felt it felt like it took it just like a step too far. Yeah, because it makes her seem like very genuinely crazy, and the fact that like it hasn't been addressed in any real way is kind of like weird. Uh, yeah, it gen- genuinely like. Uh, schizophrenic or even like uh, that might not be the proper term so I'm really sorry I, if that's uh, not it I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but like you know she might have like another personality in there yeah something like that right um, or like a bipolar kind of thing like again like just some kind of like mood disorder and it's like that's a thing that like shouldn't really be it, I don't like when stuff like that that kind of mental illness is played for that kind of dramatic effect because it isn't like a Oh, like, she's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, she's crazy sometimes. It's like, no, like, she either is, like, objectively crazy or she isn't. And, like... Yeah, yeah. I feel like they skirted that line and, like, went over it to a point where it's kind of, like, so... Is Betty gonna get, like, fucking institutionalized or something? Because she's, like, legit fucked up, you know? Like, and if not... She she thinks she's her sister. Uh, That's kind of a problem. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. And like, I'm not necessarily, I'm upset with it because I don't think they're going to hard commit to it. And I think they went too far with it if they're not going to, and I don't want them to like, I, I think that would be a mistake. It, it, it felt like within the, um, like within like the writers, like they hadn't quite figured out that they wanted Polly to be alive and at the institution. And so yeah. one writer, had written the episode and he was just like oh well it'll be the ghost of polly who's possessing betty or something i really thought they were going to make a reveal where she like oh yeah polly's like away she's been put away but it's betty who has two personalities one is betty one is betty one is polly i thought that was the direction they were going with it and i was like okay i don't see how it sort of fits in because then if she was polly like how does that um, so I don't know, it, it, it didn't feel like you said, like they were sort of confused about what was going on themselves, the writers. Yeah. And like, they brought it up again, like once or twice and it was kind of just like, Hey, so like what happened and everything? And she like tells Jughead and it's kind of like, okay, we'll figure it out. And then like, I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. Right. Uh, boys, you got anything else before we get into the finale? Um, no, yeah, I think we can we can talk about the end of the book. Book. End of the show. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. I don't know. I'm not close. Anything. Close the book on this season. Uh who killed Fred Andrews? Huh. Do you think he's definitely dead? No. Seems like not, right? I don't not think so. for a s not for I, a second. I don't think I so. I really hope he's not dead. I, I think there's He was two, bleeding a lot though. <laughs> two, well he got I mean he was shot. Uh <laughs> but there are too many too many things that would go wrong both for Archie and then for like the nature of the show. I yeah. Think for, for I think that, that makes sense. To be true. 
I, I hope you're right because I know um, there was a teaser for the next season that was shared that was like um, a call back to the issue of the OG Archie series that ended in 2014 and it was like a callback to the cover where Archie gets shot in Pops and dies. So I really hope it's just an homage to that and not a clue to the fact that he's actually dead. But who shot him? Um, I mean... I think it was Hiram, like a Hiram goon. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Is he seems like the one who would have motivation? But again, like, were they trying to kill him or were they trying to kill Archie? Yeah, I don't. I don't think because uh, I don't think Archie has uh, that much relevance in like the grander scheme of Riverdale at this point. I don't. I don't think he. he yeah. is like he is the local hero. But aside from that, what do you? Why would you make a statement like that? Uh, if anything, it's going to go more, like, you know, more back alley dealings, more more that kind of stuff. And I think mm. the target would have been Fred Andrews, I think, if if anything. Because he was the one trying to step up and be honest yeah. about everything. Mm-hmm. And, right. Right. And, like, force uh, force Hiram's hand. Yes. Yeah. Or no, it's Hiram, right? Not Hiram? Hi- Hiram. It is, it is Hiram. Hiram, okay. Hiram Lodge. Hiram Lodge. Yeah. Hiram and Hermione Lodge. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with Marco on that one. I think it's somebody in his employ. Uh, yeah. It was also brought up to me that uh, Hermione is also a, a good candidate. Um, my argument to that, though, is, you know, with as much as she says she loves her daughter, and we haven't really uh, seen otherwise, um, my argument to that was... Uh, does she feel, you know, upset enough about the stuff that's going on that she would take, you know, that at the end of the day, she would take a child's father away from him? No, I don't think she's that kind of person either. Like, I, I think we're we're led to believe that Hiram is a bad man and she's not a bad woman, but she's caught up in his shit and she, you know, whether or not. She, yeah, right. Like, she's cap up. She's culpable in his crimes. And I think she's more afraid about going to jail and being taken away from her daughter than it is that she has any kind of loyalty to him specifically. But I, I don't think I don't think no matter what, I don't think she's that kind of person. You know, they had that uh, interaction with the butler or what, the doorman or whatever, right? And like Veronica asks her, it's like, is my father a good man? He said, I'd prefer not to answer. And he's like, is my mother a good woman? He said, without a doubt. You know, and I don't I don't think she would kill a bad person, let alone someone who is not only a, a good man and a good father to a, a kid that she knows and likes and is her daughter's boyfriend. I don't I don't think she would do it. Period. You know, and like and he was a friend to her and stood by her and helped her out when no one else would. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I don't buy I it. Agree with you. Yeah. But I think Hiram has every reason to do it, you know, but every, everything we've seen is that he's a piece of shit. And if it's anyone else, I'd think it'd be um, the mother, like maybe exactly. Archie's mother? Uh, not Archie's mother. Um, Bl- the Blossom? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I think it'd be. With, with the old, yeah, with the Blossom uh, 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 Andrew's beef. Yeah, the only thing that makes me think that that isn't the case is isn't their house burning down while he's getting killed? I think so. Oh, you're yeah, right. yeah. Never mind. That's, I don't. I don't know. You know, like I, 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 on on some level, it could have been like an outstanding hit 
Sure, yeah. But it's also the guy, well, he was robbing Pops at the same time, wasn't he? Yes, right. that also leads me to believe he's like, maybe it wasn't anyone. Like, maybe it was just a random act of violence. Like, I don't know. I It, it could be being staged that way, but is it impossible that, like, maybe that is just a thing of, like, okay, we knew that Riverdale was in trouble and da-da-da-da-da, but now that there's, like, open crime and a shooting, like, that is the catalyst and it isn't even, like, a hit. Uh, what do you boys want to see for uh, season two? More. That's it. Like, honestly, like, I, I'm good. I would just want to see what what's up next. And, like, if I we're talking about wish list, like, I don't want the couples to change. That's it. I want to see Archie and Veronica's relationship develop, and I want to see uh, Betty and Jughead, like, get put through the ringer but stay together and be strengthened from it, not driven apart, you know? Because, like, drama has to happen. You know, like, they need they need that, like, he's got this whole thing with the serpents now. Like, obviously, Betty's not going to be okay with that. And that's fine. But I, I want that to... She looked like she was a little bit into it, if you ask me. Oh, no, dude. I think she looks shocked. She was well, shocked. Sure. She, yeah, she was shocked. But I think she was kind of like, hmm. Maybe. All right. You think? All right. Maybe, yeah. I mean, hopefully, okay. right? Like, I hope. Because, like, that's a narrative I can jive with. Like, I'm fine if it's a, like... I'm fine if it's more of a, like, oh, he's going down this dark path and maybe Betty's getting dragged down with him. Like, that's a thing that I think they could come back from together and be cool. Like, I don't want it to be, like, uh, he's getting pulled away from her and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. I, that would really, like, that would break my heart because I'm so in for that ship. So, I've never been this into a ship before. <laughs> welcome to welcome to being a teenager. And, right? And I don't I don't. F- like, I don't buy that Archie, I mean, that Archie, that Jughead's gonna, like, it, it feels Turn. like such a, yeah, it feels like such a betrayal to his character. You know, he's the, even though he is very, um, inward and he is very, like, I guess cynical, I, I don't think he's the kind of guy who just turned dark like that. He's very dark and moody, but he's also very solitary. Yes. Like, he lets Betty in, but at the same time, it's very, it's like, okay, well, now I just want it to be me and Betty instead of just me. And I'm not interested in being a serpent at all. I hope. I, it's another thing of just, like, I could see the whole messed up, like, dad complex, though, like, playing into that of just, like, this is what the town wants me to be, and it would be so easy to do, you know? And he fit right in. Right. Yeah. So, and they, they've got his back, you know, and he's alone right now. You know, I mean, he's not alone. He's got Betty and Archie, but, you know, I don't know. I think, I think if anything, the tragedy that is, like, befalling his best friend and his father who has, like, been there for him when he needed him, I think is gonna keep him on the straight and narrow, hopefully. Because I would have a hard time seeing him pulling away and and really you know what i mean like while archie needs him in this moment and i feel like he would be clever enough to use it you know yeah i could see that being the angle too is that he leverages the relationship but doesn't become a scumbag yeah yeah uh i i personally i would like to see sabrina i think that would be a really cool addition to the show that'd be interesting Mm, i don't know I, i don't know how they would do it and make it fit I wouldn't want magic. Well, mm. I just, yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't know how they would do it, but I 
I would like to see it. I don't know. I'd, I'd definitely be disappointed if they like introduced a supernatural element. I like that the show feels eerie, but that it's not like I, it would just feel so like out of nowhere, uh-huh. you know, like no context for it. Would it? Uh, yeah, I think it would feel very atonal. You haven't, uh, you don't see the, the afterlife with Archie, uh, signs at all. I mean, I think that there's clear like illusions there, but not in any way that like feels concrete or real that there's like supernatural things going on here. And I think to go through the whole season and there'd be no magic. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, there's a witch. Be like, eh, really? Like <laughs> I like Serena as much as the next guy. Um, I was super into that show when I was younger. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, can we just like, maybe just get a Sabrina show at some point? I'd be more into that. Uh, okay. Well, that about wraps it up for our, uh, Riverdale review. Uh, I've got to pay my check here with pops. So we should, uh, we should probably hit the road. Uh, please do make sure that you go, uh, check out our, uh, main podcast, the comics pals. It comes out, uh, roughly every Monday. Every Monday now for a long time, actually. Yeah, we've never missed a Monday. Mondays on audio platforms, Tuesday on YouTube. Uh, There you go. We are at the Comics Pals on Twitter. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, Please leave a comment. Let us know if you want to hear more because uh, uh, we would, honestly, we would really love to do it. Uh, Boys, do you have any plugs? All right, yeah, so if you want to catch some more of me, of course, you can find me on our two main shows, uh, The Comics Pals and The Video Game Pals. But uh, if you want to catch just me on social media, you can get me at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram, and we can talk about season two of Riverdale. Cool. And you can find me at woe is Marco uh, on Instagram and woe, Marco, woe is Marco underscore on Twitter. Uh, join us uh, for The Comics Pals, where I also co-host. I don't know if that's what... I would call what you do on uh, the that's fair. I was, I was sort of there. I breathe on the mic, you know. I'm the. They, they, they needed they needed somebody with a pulse to fit the fit into the fifth chair. So you know, we needed that extra space on the on the t shirt. So we let Marco be part of it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto in Toe. That's T O T O I N T O W. Where we 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 do have plans for a season two. We're talking about them. They're still in the works, but uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, and uh, most of all, let us know you want it. I mean, you're getting it either way, but. Yeah. this Just this way, we know we're appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Validate me. <laughs> just like Archie. <laughs> Guys, did you bring money for a tip? Uh, I, yeah, I got some singles. Pop. Put it on the tab. Hey, nice.